episode 135, Frank Kelly III. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn and you're on Gut Plus Science. This podcast is on a mission to increase engagement at work. And on this show, we equip CEOs and people first leaders of all levels to make impact. Let's get to it. Hey, Gut Plus Science listeners, it's Nikki. I think every organizational leader is interested in ideas to bring vision, mission, and values to life in bigger ways, don't you? I always love learning how successful cultures bring words off walls or off website writing, and you can see them and you can feel them. Well, Kelly Benefits takes mission and values to another level. I got a chance to review their culture guide called The Kelly Way and learn about powerful components to their vision, mission, and values like their cornerstone, which is love, and then their four pillars. And I got to dig into their action statements in this episode with their CEO, Frank Kelly III. I am excited to share Frank with you. He's a good friend of our friend, Mark Whitaker. And this episode is so good. Frank, welcome to Gut Plus Science. Well, I'm even more intrigued by your leadership and the Kelly Benefits culture after reading the Kelly Way Culture Guide. It was so so awesome. I almost couldn't put it down. And so I've, my list is uh, endless here on the things I want to talk about today. But I'd love to start off with, you know, I know that living and working with purpose is so important to you. And I'd love for you to share a little bit more about what that means to you and the ways that you inspire this throughout the culture at Kelly Benefits. When it comes to purpose, I think of three levels of purpose, God's ultimate purpose that really he only he understands. Sometimes we don't fully understand or see how it fits. I believe he has a universal purpose. That's the same for all of us. We're all created in the image of God. And I believe his universal purpose is for us to love him with our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love our neighbors as ourselves. So to love God completely, to love others compassionately, to love ourselves correctly he wants all of us as his creation to align with him in that purpose. And the second part of, the, of our universal purpose, that's the same for all of us, I believe, is what is commonly referred to as the Great Commission, to be a witness, to go make disciples, to preach the good news. So, And then each of us have a unique purpose based on the way God's created us, wired us, our background. So at Kelly, I'm trying to live out my purpose and the universal purpose of sharing God's love and truth in a relevant way and in different ways. So at the end of the day, we're serving employers in the areas of their benefits, uh, payroll, HR needs, but we're also trying to bless and serve the people of Kelly and help them fulfill their unique purpose. And we do that in different ways through our organization that you know, I'll look forward to sharing more about. So wonderful. And, you know, I have a lot of things that I jotted down that we're going to dig into today coming from my review of the Kelly Way Culture Guide. And before we go into using that term a lot, I'd love for you to just share with our listeners what that is so that we can like level set because we're going to talk about it a lot. Like where did that come from and really what is that meant to be? What we call our Kelly Way Culture Guide also leads into what we call an ambassador guide. So the culture guide is all about our vision, mission, values, action statements, cornerstone and pillars. It's a document that's been built over a couple decades, quite honestly. And I would say my parents founded the company in 1976, but it wasn't until 1991. I was five years in the business. My father and I went to a conference called Business by the Book about how to apply biblical principles to business and learning how much the Bible, God's playbook has to say about business, hiring, firing, borrowing, lending. Came away from that conference challenged that we should at least have a written mission statement, which we did not have at the time. 
So we started with a mission statement. I wrote it and there's a little bit of a history. A few years later, my brothers, I worked with three brothers and my parents, we went away together with our spouses and kind of tweaked it out. So we're mission driven. We all own and believe in the mission. After that, we came up with our vision statement and our values statements. So our values of integrity, excellence, respect, humility, generosity. Spent a lot of time thinking what's our top priorities and our values. And then that led into how can we put more meat on the bone of our vision, mission, and values? We came up with these action statements. So our culture guide captures all of that. Our ambassador guide captures like the essence, the most important things. The ambassador guide is what we give to all the people of Kelly Benefits. And we want to integrate all of those things into the fabric of all we do at Kelly Benefits. So I have reviewed a number of different documents that support culture for organizations. And I would say a number of things stood out that I want to talk about. The one that really takes the top for me is the action section. And I'd love for you to talk about how this came to be part of the culture guide and really what it's intended to do. Our action statements are kind of what they say, things that we expect all of our people to act upon, regardless of their faith background. So we do have a mission that says, you know, we're an organization committed to the pursuit of excellence in an effort to bring honor and glory to God. Well, some of the nearly 500 people who work at Kelly Benefits may not believe in God or have a similar belief that we do, and that's fine, but we do not compromise on our action statements. And those are something as simple as we get better through our pursuit of excellence. And what we did, we've got these 19 little action statements that have evolved even from statements my mom and dad, who by God's grace are still alive. My dad's still chairman of our company, which is great. I'm not too involved day to day, but things my dad would say, look at problems as opportunities to build relationships. So one of our action statements is we view marketplace and client challenges as opportunities to strengthen relationships. So Lots of times problems might be a pain in the rear end, but really they become an opportunity if you handle that problem to build a relationship with a client. Respond to communication promptly and appropriately. In this day and age, it's easy to blow off emails, texts, even sometimes phone calls, but that doesn't align with our value of respect. So these action statements really flowed out of our five values, integrity, excellence, respect, humility, generosity. And they came from statements my parents would say, me and my brother's quotes we've loved, and just some basic truths that apply to all successful organizations, we believe. I'd love for you to share, you said there's 19 currently. And did you start with the 19? Has that been an ever-evolving thing once you've learned things that you've wanted to add? Like share a little bit more about that. We started with our mission. Then we came up with our vision statement a number of years later. Then we came up with our value statement a number of years later, our values st- And then we actually kind of came up with what we call our cornerstone and pillars. So our cornerstone as an organization is love. Love the Lord your God, again, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbors yourself. So love is our cornerstone, which is, again, unique maybe for a business in the employee benefits, payroll, and HR space. And then we have these pillars, these four core scriptures that drive primarily me and my brothers as owners of the company, but if others want to embrace them, they're more than welcome. So At one point in the process that was really, I guess, over 20 years, we just sat down and we wrote these action statements out. Really, I did. And when we all kind of ruminated, thought, meditated, thought a little bit more, and we we documented them together. So I'd be happy to share some of them or all of them. They're not long statements. They're simple and they're real practical, which is what I like. Yeah, I'd love that. Why don't you share a few and then also illustrate how team members within Kelly get recognized for these or how you as a team like hold each other accountable to them? So one, you know, we respond to communication promptly and appropriately. 
we have at least a 24 hour rule. So if someone emails, texts, calls, we expect you absolutely to be back within 24 hours, ideally within the same day, preferably within the hour. So when someone calls you, it's usually when they have time to talk and we want to honor, respect them and their time. So we put a high priority on having a sense of urgency in replying to communication. So that's sometimes even between others. And I had to bring it up yesterday at a management team meeting where certain people, yeah, they just weren't responding to communication. But these are things that we measure in our evaluation process annually. And we've also kind of developed um, a system of points that people can earn for living out our values and action statements in practical ways that can lead up to buying a, a fun thing online through our little Kelly Benefits store. I'll tell you another one, something as simple as it flowed out of, we respond to communication promptly and appropriately. The second part was we maintain a sense of urgency when responding to people and resolving problems. An example would be someone calls with a problem, the representative gets the question or the issue, they don't know the answer, and it takes them three days to get the answer, and they don't call back for three days. That's completely unacceptable. I call back, Nikki, I know we talked a couple hours ago or yesterday, I want to let you know I'm still trying to get the answer. I call you the next day, Nikki, I'm really sorry to tell you, I can't believe I don't have the answer, but we're still on this. People love that. So that reflects excellence, which is one of our values. I like the one we admit when we make mistakes and a secondary one, we apologize when we're wrong. So from the top down, I mean, some people in leadership feel like you never admit when you make a mistake, right? Ever. No, completely opposite. If you make a mistake, you try to deal with it, acknowledge it in a timely manner, admit we made a mistake and, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't handle that situation well. So we try to model that from a leadership level down and from all our people up. So another one just as something as we look for opportunities to bless and encourage one another. You know, something, a, a simple smile, a simple word of affirmation, a note, proactively looking for ways to bless and encourage one another. You know, lots of times we take those little things for granted and it doesn't take a lot to do it, but it means a lot over time. So that's just a handful. I'll tell you another one at the very end is we celebrate and have fun. And I think in life, it's important to have fun and to celebrate, like to take time to acknowledge wins, to acknowledge progress, to celebrate wins, and to just have some good fun in um, community together. So you illustrated a number of things that show the power of standards of excellence and accountability. And I'm curious, how do the action statements get brought into like employee recognition initiatives? That's a good question. We're always working on better ways to do that. Um, like we're launching a new Kelly Benefits Leadership Academy, which is um, helping us in the areas of leadership development and actually management expertise. So one of the things we found, you know, my parents started in a bedroom in a basement. You know, when I joined in the mid 80s, you know, we had about a dozen employees today, nearly 500. And, you know, it's different leading people or leading people through other people. And we feel like we need to grow in the area of management, especially at the middle middle levels. And giving them the tools they need to help lead and, and develop our people, and then holding each other accountable in different fun ways. And we do a couple of different things. We have an annual corporate meeting where we celebrate milestones, anniversaries. We have these pursuit of excellence awards for people who model you know, our values and actions in relevant ways. We like to tell stories. Stories matter. People enjoy stories and they love to hear stories about their coworkers doing special things. It then inspires them to go, yeah, wow, they went the extra yard. I want to do that too. So we're always looking for new ways to share stories of our people living out our values and action statements in 
relevant ways. I'll share one that's, that's kind of interesting. It says we give time, talent, and treasure to others, those in need. And um, we give time, talent, and treasure to people and organizations in need. And we had an employee who, um, she had only been with us like a year, and she was sitting next to another employee who came to work one day and said, you know, Kate was all distraught, had a doctor appointment the day before and was told she needed a kidney transplant. And the woman next to her, who had only been with us about a year, had had a dream the night before that someone was going to need a kidney. And right on the spot, she said, I'll give you my kidney. If I'm a match, I'll give you my kidney that day. And literally a month later, a coworker gave a kidney to another coworker. So, you know, there's different ways you can give. You give your time, your talent, your treasure, maybe your testimony or your story. And here's somebody who literally gave a kidney to a coworker who they barely knew. So that was an, a pretty extreme example of living out our action statements in a pretty significant way. Wow. I uh, absolutely love that section of what I got to see inside of your culture guy. That was my favorite part, I would say. And I, I love how you guys really emphasize, you know, actions speak louder than words. And so many times leaders are challenged with like, here's what our website says about our core values or our, you know, walls inside of our space, but how to live them out. And so having a really like a creed, that is what you've created where this is how we show up. I just, I think it's wonderful. Also, I'd love for you to share about the importance of you guys do like wall quotes. So these are words that are written throughout where you work. Can you talk a little bit more about that? And actually we're in our seventh headquarters since my parents started our business 45 years ago. One of our pillar scriptures is Psalm 127.1 that says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. And we feel that God's chosen to bless us. We've worked very hard and we've grown. So we're in about a hundred thousand plus square foot facility uh, that was an existing facility that we gutted and renovated. And it's beautiful, thankful to God. And I work with three brothers and we're equal partners. And I'm in a CEO role and my gifting is alignment with some of those gifts, but we are equal partners. So some of these values, be honest with you, and action statements have come through consultants challenging me and my brothers to live out our mission. So like respect, it's easy sometimes in a family business you're least patient with your those you're closest with, like family. You know, you might respond to a family member in a way you would never respond to a coworker. So we've worked hard to live our values in our family relationships and out to our people. But one of my brothers in particular has a bunch of quotes he loves. I've got quotes I love. And this allowed we got about 20 quotes peppered on windows and got a lot of glass that's beautiful. And they're just little reminders of simple truths. You know, something as simple as yesterday's home runs don't win today's games. In other words, hey, we, we've done well, but we got to stay focused. Today's actions are tomorrow's results. Do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. So just little reminders of truth that are kind of fun that a number of us spoke into. And um, we just chose to include them in our culture guide because we do a lot of tours of um, prospects, clients, vendors, and People mean, I love your quotes. Where do you get them? And boom, I can give them my culture guide. It's got everything mission, vision, values, cornerstone pillars, action statements, wall quotes, even the history of our of our family crest and our current corporate logo all have deep meaning that we love. I'd love to talk a little bit about the difference in the way you view cornerstone pillars and values. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? This cornerstone pillar thing came out in 2010, nine and 10. I first wrote our mission in 1991, showed it to my dad and brothers. They're like, yeah, whatever. We already knew that. But we not, had nothing in writing. 94, 
we worked with a consultant who advised us to go away and refine the mission. We all needed to own it. We did. And then a number of years later, we kind of came up with a vision statement, then our values statement. 2008, 9, 10, the economy hit. We went through a tricky time. We had a key employee do something really not right and let us down. And out of no particular fault of our own, ended up in a very difficult situation, really on our knees, like begging God to help us. And we, through working with an advisor, felt led to that God was reminding us of what's important. So we came up with the cornerstone, you know, love, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbors yourself. And then four pillar scriptures for me and my brothers, primarily to remember two Old Testament, two new. So, and we have them etched in glass in a kind of subtle way in our atrium lobby area, you know, but one of the pillars I mentioned, unless the Lord builds the house, it builders labor in vain. You can watch over the city in morning, noon, and night, but the Lord is your our, our guard and our protector. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all the way, your ways. He'll make your path straight. So often, some things happen in business that don't make sense. Like, how could that possibly have happened? We can't lean on our own understanding here. We need to acknowledge you, Lord. We're going to trust you to keep our path straight. Matthew six thirty three for us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things will work out. You know, hey, let's keep our eyes on him, his kingdom, his truth. And finally, Colossians 3, whatever you do, work it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not men, since you know you'll receive an inheritance from the Lord. But at the end of the day, we're not working for my parents. We're not working for each other. We're not working for a paycheck. We're not working. We're desiring to work as hard as we can as if for the Lord. So those cornerstone pillars are really reminders for me and my brothers from the difficult time we went through about a decade ago. But I know a lot of the other people in our organization love them and embrace them as well. Again, it's something that's so unique to how you've built the culture and just really how the, your culture guide stands out. And I'm curious about your values. You know, we hear many times, um, you know, how values are chosen and sometimes not as strategically chosen or as in depth of time that was needed to like create these so that they can really come alive and be the foundation for a business. And I'm just curious, your journey, I know you talked about five, I think it was integrity, excellence, respect, generosity, humility, were those the five? Yeah, and that's excellent. And I'd, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about were these the five that started the business, have these evolved over time, and just really the time that it took you to lock these five in, just talk about that story. So my mom and dad started the business. They had five kids under the age of 14, double mortgage the house, just ask God to bless it, not trying to build anything big, just bring value in the community and provide for their family. And, um, and it, you know, they're plugging along. I'm the oldest of the four boys and came in. I thought I was being called in for one year and I came in and didn't even really do a good job the first year, but kind of was convicted by that Colossians verse before it was one of our... Uh, pillars, you know, but hey, if you're going to do it, do it with all your heart as it for the Lord. You're not doing it for your parents. You're not doing it for anybody else. If you're going to be here, even if it's for a year, give it all you got. So I did my best and and I began to see success and fruit and God confirmed that I was in the right place for a number of different reasons. But, you know, did that conference in the early nineties where we wrote the mission and we've had a lot of success with advisors. I'm a strong believer in advisors and this one advisor challenged us to refine our mission statement. Then it was a number of years. We've worked with a, an advisor for about 15 years who um, is kind of a spiritual advisor. Me and my brothers meet with them once a month for like a half a day. That's a lot. But it's challenging us to kind of live out our mission, vision, values in practical ways. We don't want these things to be empty words on a wall. It was kind of coming out of the um, 
the 2009-10 timeframe where we did the um, cornerstone pillars that we also kind of refined our, our values. Like, hey, let's get our values down. And I would say it took us about a year to nail them down and say, do we really believe this? Are these the words? So we say in integrity governs our discernment and our communication. Excellence distinguishes our performance and service. Respect enhances our relationships. Humility activates our collaboration and innovation. Generosity enriches our community and well-being. And many of our action statements flow out of those values. So when we're communicating to our people, when we're doing reviews, we are constantly using these semantics and trying to emphasize these truths and values. That's beautiful. And Frank, I'd love for you to touch on what onboarding looks like or like the hiring process when new people are coming into the culture and you know, you're just you're working to acclimate them. How does the culture guide help accelerate that or deepen that experience? It's funny because when I first joined the company, we maybe 10 to 20 people at different times and now we'll onboard 20 people in a month at different times, depending on what's going on. We have a new employee orientation program that talks about our history, mission, vision, values. And we believe strongly in our history that the stories matter. But I then spend about an hour with pretty much a monthly quarterly basis with eight to 10 groups of eight to 10 people. And I like to just you know look them in the eye and spend time. Tell me who you are. Tell me how long you've been with us, what area you're in. It's usually within six months. Some have temp to perm where were you before? And then we always reference our, at that point, we use the Kelly Way Ambassador Guide, which again, has the key elements of our mission, vision, values. The culture guide actually explains each point of our mission. The culture guide explains the meaning of our logo and our family crest. But I like to go through this just like we're doing. And after we do that, I go around and say, look, I want each person here to just share whatever value and or action statements jumping out at you and why. And um, we spend 40, half an hour, 45 minutes just kicking it around. So everybody's got the um, ambassador guide in their hands. We've done different incentives over time where if you have the ambassador guide on you, it's almost like a little military field guide like you would have in your back pocket. You know, hey, here's a $10 gift certificate to Dunkin' Donuts or, you know, here's a $5 Starbucks coffee card. Just fun different ways. And we're actually revamping some things to better integrate and drive everyone aligning with our actions and values. Frank, before we head into the final section of our show, I'd love for you to share your most powerful learnings uh, or the key learning as a leader that it's this one piece of advice that you would share with our leader listener audience that you suggest they prioritize that really you think moves the needle the most on moving people forward inside of an organization. Relationships matter most, and it begins with your relationship with God and I just believe as a leader, in order for us to be the best we can be, we want our relationship with God to be prioritized. We want it to be nurtured. We want it to be developed. We want it to be focused. And, you know, out of that, I believe the next priority relationship is with our spouse and then uh, with our children and then with our coworkers. And sometimes it's easy to get them out of order. And I don't like to say God first, family second, others third. I, I really like to just say God, Jesus Christ at the center of everything and the rest are pie pieces. And some days, the work pie piece is going to be bigger than the family pie piece. But over time, that family pie piece needs to be prioritized. And, you know, if we believe God is the owner of our business and he's, you know, he's the one who builds it, you know, we work hard, we can choose to prioritize our time in a way that values relationships. And so when leading others, if I'm right with God and right with my spouse, 
I don't know, I just have a better chance, in my opinion, of leading others with humility and respect. And, you know, those are the words that are heavy on my heart as a leader. I just want to honor and respect others. I'm not better than. And I think one of the key components of any successful leader, in my opinion, is an element of humility. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I love the deep dive that we got to go into today to bring things to life that's on paper that I got to read and just like hear the stories behind them and share those with our listeners. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll head into our lightning round where we'll get to learn a little bit more about the personal side of you. So we'll be right back. If you're leading with a people first mindset, which most likely you are because you're listening to Gut Plus Science, join People Forward Network, the largest community of humans on a shared mission to lead meaningful work. You can find us at peopleforwardnetwork.com or follow People Forward Network on LinkedIn. All right, we're back on Gut Plus Science with Frank Kelly III, CEO of Kelly Benefits, and um, have had a great time today just unpacking their culture guide and you know learning about the the backbone and the core and the pillars and all of the the roots of the business. And um, now we're going to spend a couple of minutes just learning about Frank's some of Frank's favorite things. So Frank, I know it's hard to pick just one book, but if you could pick a favorite book of all time or a recent read um, that inspired you, what would you like to share? I'll go favorite book of all time. I read my junior year at Cornell, which is a long time ago, but changed my life. At the time, the book was called Holy Spirit, Key to Supernatural Living. So we talk about purpose. I like to talk about living and working with purpose and power. It's one thing to have purpose, but we need to have power to live out the purpose. And God's given us this incredible power source in the Holy Spirit. You know, I grew up in a faith tradition, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I kind of believed in Father, believed in Christmas and Easter, You know, Son, knew nothing about the Holy Spirit. But I learned who the Holy Spirit was, what the Holy Spirit did, what it meant to be filled with the Spirit. And that's where we have the power to share the good news and the power to live out our purpose. That book's been retitled The Secret, Living and Working. With and it's written by a guy named Bill Bright, who was the founder of Campus Crusade for Christ. I, I tend to be one of those guys who reads a couple, three, four books at a time. And I've got a couple favorites right now, but that's my all-time favorite. And then how about your favorite hobby when you're not working? Oh, I love being with my family. And... um I like playing golf right now. So I enjoy golf, tennis with my wife, but probably my biggest hobby would be golfing. And then how about a favorite vacation spot? Beach, anywhere. We're blessed to have a little place on the Delaware shore called Fenwick Island and a little place in Florida in the Vero Beach area. I love the ocean. I just see God's creation and beauty and power in it. And uh, Frank, how can our listeners connect with you after the show today? You can uh, call me on my cell, even 410-591-3590 or uh, via email at fxkelly at kellybenefits.com. And, you know, Nikki, I actually, I'm not an author really, but I did a book this year. It's called Look and See. And it's a, it's kind of a picture book with some uh, captions. And it's about the birds of the air and the flowers of the field. You know, Jesus said, look at the birds of the air. They don't store away in barns, yet God provides and see the flowers of the field, even Solomon in all of his power and glory couldn't dress like one of them. And then seek first the kingdom. And uh, this book during COVID, I ended up taking pictures of um, some birds and flowers, just random. It started, you know, I was kind of had extra time and people were working remote. So I was remote calling, dictating emails, making calls, just kind of started taking pictures and it turned into something. So that's at frankkellythethird.com, frankkellyromannumeral3.com. But if anybody wants to talk or I'd be happy to share anything about our culture guide, ambassador guide, or anything we've learned. 
Frank, thank you. Here's my truth you can act on from today's episode, honing in on how to bring culture to life through documents and processes that guide our teams. Uh, Number one, adding action statements alongside vision, mission, and values is a powerful way to lead how you show up representing your brand. For example, one of Kelly Benefits is we encourage each other. And that's the kind of words that Kelly Benefits peers pour into each other to build each other up in their day-to-day interactions. I love the concept of adding action statements to bring culture to life. Number two, we all know storytelling is powerful. Find as many ways as possible to share stories about team members living the values of your organization. And stories recognize excellence, and they're also such an easy way for others to pass along and replicate. So such a great reminder. And number three, reflect on the anchors of your culture. Frank and his team have the cornerstone of love and then their four pillars. What anchors your decision-making? Reflect on what you prioritize in your leadership and for your culture and consider tying that to anchor statements and adding that into your culture guide and your vision, mission, and values. Thank you so much again, Frank. It was such a wonderful episode unpacking the Kelly way. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.